Part 1, Finite and Infinite Games. We already discussed the concepts of finite and infinite games, so let's now focus on the related concepts of finite and infinite thinking. To put simply, finite thinking means you care about how much you win or lose in a specific game. Conversely, infinite thinking means you care about how long you can survive in the game. So, now we have two types of games in the modern world, finite games and infinite games. We can choose the mindset with which we play those games. Take football, for example. Should we play it with a finite or infinite mindset? It really depends on your objectives. If you are an amateur footballer, just playing for fun and aiming to win, then you play the game with a limited mindset, that is, to score as many goals as possible and try to beat the other team. Now consider the following situation, say you are the coach of a football team and your objective is not to win every game but to see whether the team you coach can achieve good results throughout an entire season. Then you are adopting a distinctly infinite mindset. Legendary football clubs like Manchester United or Arsenal Football Club are not just looking at whether they can win the title in a current season. They are looking to build their team into long-living prestige brands which can attract a constant stream of new fans to join the family. If you play an infinite game with a finite mindset, you are likely to run into all sorts of problems and cause harm to the group. Imagine being the manager of Manchester United and ordering your players to play their hearts out for a single game, at the risk of injuries and damaging the entire season's results. Alternatively, it would be like sitting on the board of Manchester United, and, just when the team is in great form and the market is booming, you slash investment at all levels of the team for short-term gain, casting a shadow over the team's future. According to Sinek, business fits the very definition of an infinite game, so it must be played with an infinite mindset. It is a game in which, other than ourselves, we cannot predict what new players will join or when. Apart from the law, there is no fixed set of rules in the game of business by which everyone abides, so all players are free to develop their own strategies and tactics. Also, there is no fixed beginning or end, with players only quitting the game once they have exhausted their will and resources to participate. The most distinctive feature of the business game is that we cannot judge the players by their current successes or failures, but only by whether they survived long enough to become a reputable, long-standing company. Since business is an infinite game, we should engage it with an infinite mindset, in a way that considers both immediate business interests and whether immediate decisions are aligned with the company's values and long-term interests. In this way, companies can produce products that customers want to buy. When formulating strategies, if companies consider what's best for us rather than what's best for me, their decisions will not only benefit their business and consumer, but the economy, the country, and the world at large. Furthermore, a company with an infinite mindset will be exceptionally motivational to its employees and will unleash their talents. Engrossed in such a corporate culture, employees don't focus on their finite goals or regard their short-term performance as important. Instead, they will try their best to work towards the company's infinite vision. Overall, an infinite mindset approach to leadership brings more inspiration, innovation, cooperation, brand loyalty and customer loyalty to a company, allowing it to survive and thrive during good times and be strong and resilient in hard times. However, Sinek observed that most people engaged in the game of business play with a finite mindset, a wrong way of thinking. Driven by finite thinking, such leaders consider winning their primary objective and want to come out on top of every business war. Such a mindset is exemplified by Steve Ballmer, former CEO of Microsoft. 
Driven by finite thinking, Ballmer was so focused on winning that he was constantly fixated on how well Microsoft was doing compared to its competitor, Apple, and whether or not Microsoft was winning. Even in his exit speech, Ballmer emphasized winning, saying, in the last five years, probably Apple has made more money than we have. But in the last 13 years, I bet we've made more money than almost anybody on the planet. And that, frankly, is a great source of pride to me. How prevalent his finite thinking was. In Sinek's view, Apple founder Steve Jobs took the opposite approach of Ballmer. Jobs adopted an infinite mindset while he was at the helm of Apple. Sinek relates the story of how he and senior Apple executive John Couch once attended a lecture together. After the conference, the two shared a taxi. Sinek pulled out his Microsoft Zune music player and said to Couch, somewhat provocatively, I have to tell you, this is so much better than your iPod Touch. With a slight smile, Couch replied, I have no doubt. Only later did Sinek realize why Couch reacted so calmly about his comment about Microsoft's well-designed and rival music player. It was because the Apple he represented understood that in the infinite game of business, sometimes their products were better, and sometimes the competitors' products were better. So, it's not about winning or losing, what's key is continuing to give customers the products they desire, and this is the only way to keep a company at the forefront. In fact, while Ballmer was fixating on attacking the iPod, Apple wasted no time engaging with Microsoft but instead created the iPhone. On its launch, the iPhone completely redefined the entire category of smartphones and almost instantly rendered music players obsolete. Microsoft had been sidelined in the blink of an eye. The world's leading companies, like Microsoft, are not the only victims of finite thinking. Many smaller companies also focused heavily on winning and losing and on their competitors rather than on themselves, thereby losing the opportunity to achieve long-term growth. As mentioned in the football example earlier, coaches and board members of a club who are only looking to win at the current moment are likely to do things that cost the team future victories. Likewise, in the business world, managers who play an infinite game with a finite mindset can overshadow the long-term development of their companies. A manager with a finite mindset allows individuals consumed by short-term personal interests to hurt the long-term interests of the whole team. From the manager's point of view, the greatest wish is to create a good environment in which all members can trust each other, work together and overcome obstacles. However, by operating with a finite mindset, a manager will soon find that this is an impossible task because the winners are often more concerned with their personal performance and career trajectories than with their contributions to the team. Although they may perform well in the short term, the way they achieve results often contributes to an environment that is not conducive to the development of others. For example, in order to get a promotion and keep their advantageous position, an employee may keep their successful practices secret rather than sharing them, or deliberately slander colleagues to gain advancement, which damages the long-term interests of the team. Another way finite thinking hurts the team's long-term interests is that it often creates a toxic corporate culture. Imagine a company that overemphasizes short-term results, takes performance and revenue increases as a benchmark and obsesses over various KPIs. Then the company has no issues with reducing investment in research and development or threatening regular rounds of layoffs to show immediate profits. Such companies may even engage in cost-cutting by opting for cheaper, lower-quality ingredients in products and cutting corners in manufacturing or quality control. All this can gradually degrade the corporate culture, as employees notice that nothing and no one in the company are safe and that everyone had better hunker down and protect themselves to avoid any kind of cuts or optimizations heading their way.
In such scenarios, employees may hide information, cover up mistakes, act cautiously and even come to develop a corporate culture of non-cooperation, mutual blame, and stepping on others to move up the ladder. As you can imagine, such a culture can make teams less collaborative, and make strategic tasks that require long-term commitment, such as innovation, more difficult. In the long run, companies may find it hard to thrive. So, in Sinek's view, managers should use infinite thinking to run a business with a long-term vision. If a company wants to play the infinite game of business using infinite thinking, then there is an important prerequisite, namely, to find its own just cause. What is a just cause? It is whatever fills our work and our lives with meaning so that we will fight for it selflessly. In Sinek's view, only when companies are motivated by a just cause can they combat addictive short-term stimuli and truly think for the long term. In the context of a finite mindset where winning is glorified, the concept of just cause sounds a little unpractical. But if you choose to arm your career with infinite thinking, your goal is no longer to win but to play the infinite game and keep pushing for something greater than yourself or your organization. In this case, pursuing a just cause becomes inevitable. As an example, between September 1941 and January 1944, Nazi Germany laid siege to Leningrad for nearly 900 days. Over a million Leningrad citizens died, including 400,000 children, many of whom died of starvation. Meanwhile, unknown to the public, tens of thousands of seeds and tons of potatoes, rice, nuts, and grains were hidden in the city center. It was a seed bank that contained seeds from more than 6,000 species of vegetation, established by a botanist named Nikolai Vavilov as a human response to unprecedented disasters. The purpose of this seed bank was to provide a chance for humanity's survival in the event of an extreme disaster. During the siege, Vavilov scientists guarded the seeds, preferring to starve to death rather than eat even a single one. Ultimately, nine of the scientists died of starvation. One survivor reported having been too weak to move, but still able to restrain himself from eating the seeds, for the seed bank had contained what he and his fellow scientists had spent their lives, the last hope for humanity as a species. A just cause enables us to stay focused and avoid the temptations of finite rewards and personal victories. Driven by a just cause, work related to promoting public welfare may stop being a part-time job or an option for a business but become the beating heart of that business's existence. Of course, your business needn't necessarily find a cause as lofty as the seed bank, but it's extremely important to retain that ethos of long-term service to the broader population, as it will help you play the infinite game to the fullest. That's it, for part one of the story, the finite game versus the infinite game. We learnt about the two types of games and the two types of mindsets. Business is an infinite game and needs to be played with an infinite mindset, but most companies are currently playing it with a finite mindset, which is a terrible mistake. To create a company with the ambition of building a long-lasting business, leaders need to first define their just cause.